Hello and welcome to the second half of episode eight of the Unrenowned Podcast. I cannot believe that happened. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. But hey, you guys get two podcasts this week now. So here we come uh, again with the uh, AMA with the designers from this past week, as well as some uh, other Reddit topics and listener questions. So if you don't know what this AMA is about, um, basically the designers, uh, the balance people of the game, um, didn't ask me anything on Reddit. So um, people submitted their questions and then they just answered the top upvoted ones. And so um, let's just dive right into it. So I got a question here. Why does Maverick destroy Evil Eye so quickly? Um, and the designer said, we're fine with that as the hard part of the process is to actually get to the Evil Eye. So I think that's kind of dumb. Because um, I think the whole thing about evil eyes and what makes them good is that they're difficult to destroy and i don't think getting to the evil eye is actually that hard i mean i guess it depends on where you put it so that's the thing a lot of people put the evil eye like outside to try to get a thermite charge like if it's out there you can't expect for it to do well like right anybody can walk up to it and destroy it that's certainly like risky i guess like the thing is like if you put it even if you put it like close like inside close to the objective it's like... Then what's the point all, of the evil eye, honestly? Do, all he has to do is walk up to it and just touch it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not... I don't know. I guess unless you're, like, setting traps with it, basically, where you're trying to kind of lure him in and then get him. Um, like, with with a somebody with a gun, you know? Yeah. The problem with the evil eye is, like, if you put it inside the objective, it doesn't really do... Like, the whole point, it's an extra camera, right? It's an extra camera, and it helps to prevent them getting to the objective in the first place, usually. Right. And it's a good distraction because you can't ignore right. it because if you turn your back to it, it's doing damage to you. Right. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, I think I've said this before, but again, Ash and Sledge are both picked very frequently and they can both kill it very easily. Mm-hmm. And then Zofia also can kill it. Anybody with a frag grenade can kill it. Um, and anytime, you know, if you're not careful enough with it and you're shooting at somebody, they can kill it like anyone. So it's like, yeah. why does Maverick, who's already kind of, a like at least people view him as being OP, um, even though maybe the data doesn't say that. But like, why does he need to be able to destroy it instantly? You know, like I just right. feel like I'm fine with him being able to destroy it, but it should at least take some fuel. You know, it should take a full canister or something. It's just kind of dumb. Yeah, it just, it doesn't even like at least or at least like a half a canister. Sure, because it's just a click and click. Right. Yeah, because I, I mean, like. Even Sledge, his the swing of his hammer actually takes what a half a second or something. Yeah, which is even more than Maverick's. Like just a little bit of fire kills the bulletproof. I, I think it's stupid. Do you remember when uh, Sledge's hammer used to swing like way slower? Very slow. Yeah. yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, I, I can't believe that was ever a thing. Um, okay, so the second half of this question was: Would you consider increasing bandit bandit batteries damage range? Uh, so that Maverick gets zapped as he's torching a wall. They said, for Bandit, we don't feel as though that would change that much as he would take minimal damage, which I agree with. I don't like... Bandit's batteries do basically zero damage. Right. Um, so it's not really going to deter a Maverick from... What this person should have asked is, would you consider increasing Bandit's batteries damage? Yeah. In general. Right. Not the Cause, range. Cause the range is fine. By, I get zapped by batteries uh, when, you're doing when the I'm wall. doing them. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's just hard to judge the distance and... um. I think it's just if the batteries did more damage in general and didn't have a stupid blue like in noise, 
yeah i'm down for one or the other like i think probably the noise is the better way to go and get rid of the uh the blue electric effect yeah um but yeah i agree that's not that's not gonna make a difference um and again i'm not sure if we really need to be trying to nerf maverick oh yeah no i don't think i think the only thing that needs to happen with maverick at this point that we've talked about in the past is just some sort of visual cue that he is doing Loud, maybe not, but visual cue, like, it gets brighter or something mm-hmm. when he's blowing through a wall. Like, right. if you're watching the wall, you should notice. Right. Uh, okay, give us the next one. Uh, what do you believe has increased the wind delta of Frost and Capkin? The wind rate, the answer, the wind rate of Capkin and Frost has been fluctuating a lot over season. They used to fluctuate from low to high in a season, so we are still analyzing the data. So basically, they have no idea what's going on with Frost and Captain. And what does this tell us exactly? That the meta changes on Mm -hmm. its own. You don't touch them. Nobody nobody that they've touched has really affected Frost or Captain in any way, like, significantly. And so clearly, operators that aren't touched will go from really, really good to really, really bad all of a sudden. Now, where are we touching the operators? Just wherever they want to be touched. Okay. Good to have that cleared up. Yeah, Captain and Frost, like, this is just proof of what we said that people adjust to how other people play, right? Like that's what meta is, is like, Mm -hmm. like people use meta to mean like, Oh, the strategy, but that's not really what meta means. Like meta, like the, the prefix meta means like within like, kind of like, like in the context of gaming, it's the game within the game. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the meta is it's not just, oh, that's your strategy. Like that's how people have used it now. The meta is like, oh, well, people are starting to be less careful about Capcan and Frost traps because people don't use Capcan and Frost. So now we're going to use Capcan and Frost and start catching people on their not being cautious. Right. And that's what mm-hmm. meta really is. It's like the game, like the mind games within the game. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, like they're saying even within a single season, they've gone from low to high on wind and, and uh, is it just wind delta that they're really talking about? I think so. Looks like it. Um, and I think that's exactly what it is. Like people stop picking them because they're not effective anymore. And then people stop being careful about it. And then people start picking them again. And it's just like, it, yeah. especially like when you've introduced Clash and you've introduced Maverick who are like, they evolve the game in very like different and specific ways. Like, mm-hmm. I just think you can't really predict how that's going to affect the use of other operators. I started using Capkin a lot more recently just because like people aren't careful right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are just kind of rushing in. Right. When you're getting a lot of rushes, it's like, okay, let's just do a straight so, trap. Legion, op- Frost, Capkin. Yeah. And it really will slow them down real quick. Yeah. Um, I actually had an idea. Like We should, we should um, do like a, a Capkin and Clash combo strategy where like Capkin just lines up traps along like a hallway that that clash is playing in and clash just draws people into the traps <laughs> or, or same thing with like yeah, legion or like even frost like all of them yeah just a bunch of capkins and legion mines and just oh okay remember when i drew that montane into the frost trap no how do you not remember this um okay so you guys oh, 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 oh. i thought you meant like drew, like literally like drawing with your hand no, like pencil and paper i know that's why i was do very confused sausage no, I don't. That's why I was confused. Yes, I do remember when you learned Montaigne. Yeah, the so you, trap. you guys should uh, check out on my YouTube channel, VG Fiasco. I have a video of, it was a 1v3 with the kit planted, and I'm trying to, like, trying to retake the objective, and there's a Monty just, like, just pressuring me super hard, 
and I had basically no way to beat him because I'm a, a one speed. And uh, and then I I like saw a trap on the floor, and you can like on my screen you can see the instant where I saw my way out, and I was like like I see the trap, and I like turn back to Montaigne, and I looked at the trap again, and it's like okay, I know how to get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it worked it, it took some like clever maneuvering but i lured him into it and won back the 1v3 so check that out on my youtube channel it's really funny but um my point being that like it'd be sweet if we could set things up like that with clash mm-hmm. and i think we could because when people see clash like if you especially if you can make them feel like they're safe like clash is alone and then just like deram into a capkin trap or something right especially clash now that she's received her nerf officially right um nerf you want to call it hey, i guess it is nerf um people are i think are going to be less scared of her mm-hmm. and so we'll see her and rush her yeah and will be their own demise yeah i think that'd be worth uh trying out yeah uh been toxic to chonk and frost rear so what are your plans for to chonk and frost yeah so so let's just stick on frost for a second uh, they said frost is very difficult to balance because her utility fluctuates we've toyed with the idea of making your traps harder to destroy with bullets which would prevent people from destroying them while vaulting however on some sites you cannot destroy the frost trap any other reliable way so this is not ideal we're still assessing the best way to balance her. So it sounds like, again, frost fluctuates so much and like they don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. They've considered making her traps more bulletproof. I think if they did that, they would have to reduce the number that she has. You know, if you couldn't hop in a window and destroy it with your Yeah, with having your three would be too many. Yeah, I, I think so. Especially if they're saying like <laughs> on some objectives, it, it makes it impossible to right. destroy that's what I don't really think that's a good fix. Yeah. Um, what I think would be good is if it was like only a shotgun could destroy it, like a, like a full, all the pellets hit the, hit the mat would be able to destroy it anyway. But like an assault rifle wouldn't be able to, I think that'd be kind of cool. It would be cool. I think it'd be hard though, because I would be so frustrated with like the one or two times that I do it and just somehow one pellet misses or something and it doesn't kill it. I I guess. I mean, it doesn't have to be that specific, I guess, but like. The point being, like, it would give some utility to shotguns if, like, if they were able to do it in other, like, m- most people are using ARs, right? Or or maybe even DMRs. But, like, if only a shotgun could destroy it on your way in, that'd be really cool. Yeah, that would be cool. And it would give some more utility, too, to, like, the people who have uh, secondary shotguns. True. Um, which, I mean, those guys are cool already, so I don't know why they need a buff. But No, but uh, I think, I feel like, honestly, Frost is... F- fine it, it it just comes to that problem of like when you become the player that's smart enough to realize frost is on the enemy team and to remember to look for her traps all the time like that's where she is weak and right. that's like right how do you fix her at that point like right well so that, yeah also sorry go no you go on yeah her elite skin <laughs> has the freaking barbs that like come up on it so when it's just that like the sorry the teeth or whatever when it's just that, it's super easy to see, right? Like, right. anywhere it is. Unless it's under barbed wire. Does that make it harder? Oh, yeah. It's, like, almost invisible. It's not invisible, but it's significantly harder to see than a regular huh. trap under barbed wire. Interesting. And so, kind of, like, the problem with doing, like, traps and customizing how they look turns into, like, a pay-to-win. I'm not, I'm not saying she's a pay-to-win operator with that elite skin. Yeah. But when you have traps that are easier to disguise under barbed wire than normal, like, it does kind of turn into a... Like the however an operator's color doesn't change anything as long as they don't make someone like wood color or something where you can literally lay on the floor and not be seen. But like that doesn't change much other than being annoying. But changing how traps look, like that's where you start getting starts getting a little scary. Twitch kind of has that too with her elite skin. Like her shock drone's a lot harder to see. Yeah. Does it have a camouflage skin? I'm trying to remember. 
I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. It's and like it's certainly not as standout as it yeah. is uh, otherwise. But um, and I feel like that one's not as big as a deal because you can at least hear it and like it doesn't kill you, right? Yeah. Well, it's not. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, so then like another one of the designers came in kind of on the same thing and said when you look into the data for Frost, she's very strong at every level of the game except Diamond level on PC and Pro League. So sort of what you were just saying a minute ago that like once you get into those higher levels, she becomes useless because people know to look at the ground every time they're going to come in or they're droning more or whatever. So it's just like her, her traps are all about catching people who are unaware or not like not paying enough attention. And that's just not going to happen at higher levels like that. So, and then as far as Tachanka, they said, we do want to rework Tachanka both from a balancing perspective and also from a technical one. Tachanka is problematic for our team because he generates a lot of bugs every season. This is a high maintenance cost. So basically like, they just hate that the like Tachanka even exists right now, and yeah. they don't know what to do about it. And it sounds like they like they want to get to it, but it's just they. I mean, they said right here, it's uh, don't expect anything soon. This is low on our priorities. This is, this is interesting though. This is low on our priorities, as there are other operators to address before Tachanka, which seems strange. I guess unless they're talking about somebody who's like very OP and like I guess like Lion, right? Yeah. Like, that's where they're more concerned about addressing the ones that like feel broken in like a this hurts the game kind of way instead of broken as in this operator's not useful kind of right. way. And the Tachunk has been not a part of the game for so long right? that like why focus on him right now when we have people that are part of the game that are problematic. Right. Despite our mirror Tachanka combo strategy, which is actually not, I mean, it only works in a very few spots, but when yeah. it works, it kind of actually works. <laughs> works pretty well. Yeah. <clears throat> so this question Monty is really bugged as in meleeing him when his shield is unextended doesn't work every time when fix so first of all his question I can't figure out like if it's unextended so I think what they're saying is when Monte when Montaigne has his shield not extended but in the normal shield position when you melee him it doesn't work every time like as in it doesn't move his shield away I think is what he's saying um Anyway, their answer is we do have a few R&D going on for shields to address some of the some of the issues. We learned a lot from Clash. We want to keep exploring the idea where shields are non-lethal weapons. Um, so one, so we played on Madhouse. We did a few rounds where we were just sh- like recruit shields. Mm-hmm. And there were multiple times where I was like shot through my shield or like knifed through my shield. Right. And I feel like that's been a problem this season. And well, just all the time. I've always noticed like shield operators, they're finicky. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you'll get shot through your shield, sometimes you'll get knifed through it, and it's just super annoying. Um, well, yeah, yeah. And we we shared that post uh, in one of our first episodes about like that blitz that was basically ninety degrees rotated um, on the other player's screen, and it's like blitz is looking right at him on blitz's screen, but on the defender's screen, blitz is basically facing the other way. So it's like, okay, if that's happening, like no wonder shields feel super broken, right? Right, like. Um, but like I don't know, like it sounds like, like they almost didn't really address like. Well, I mean, they said we do have R and D going on for shields to address some of the issues, but then like they went on to a separate topic, which was we want to explore the idea of shields being non-lethal weapons. Which I wonder, like, I don't think this is the case, but do you think they might go back and retroactively make like uh, Blitz and Monty less of lethal weapons? Um, or do you think this is more like going forward with new shield operators trying to make them non-lethal weapons? I want to say it's okay. I mean, Monty isn't really lethal as it speak as 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 it is, right? 
Right. I think Blitz is the only one as it, as it stands who is really like a lethal shield operator. Correct. And I, I don't think I don't think we're going to see a new shield operator on attack for a few seasons. Um, Probably not. Yeah. But and I also don't think they're going to change Blitz because they from where they were they've moved to where Blitz is more of an aggressive attacking shield. Like they yeah. made it so he's a two speed and he can sprint with his shield up at you, flashing mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Like that's ridiculous. I actually think Blitz is like he's a lot better than he used to be. Like oh, yeah. it's frustrating when he gets you. But I mean, like the thing is, you hear him coming because he's a shield. Like it's not like you don't know he's coming, and so like, I mean, it, it feels like at our level at least, like it's pretty easy to just make sure that that you're prepared for him when he's coming. No, right. I think I think he's fine. I just think it like from what he was to what he is now, like it would be going backwards to take to oh, say yeah. like It'd now we're gonna strange. make him not lethal, mm-hmm. and so that would be just completely different from where they've been going with him in general. Right. That was a while ago that they made that change, but right. Speaking Still. of Blitz, um, we were just talking about T'Chonk a little bit and how they kind of want to like do a big rework of him. And it's interesting because Blitz is the only one that's had a full, like, okay, we're changing your speed. We're like, we're giving you a full new ability with your gadget and just like completely changing how you, how you play altogether. Right. So I think that too is another reason why we haven't seen T'Chonka um, you know, be addressed or castle also, you know, like these are the ones that they, they're saying they want to do a full rework, but that's just like, it's almost a brand new concept to them. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. So especially it's like, cause you don't want to like undo their identity, mm-hmm. you know, but anyway, um, let's see what we got next. Uh, so, uh, that's you. Sorry. I keep like mixing up which ones are mine and yours. Um, you did mention that you had plans for Capital. His pick rate and win delta in Pro League have skyrocketed, but only his pick rate has gone up in ranked, which is still in the negatives. Um, they said, our goal is to find ways to make Capitao more, more usable in all levels of play while not increasing his potency in Pro League. So this is interesting, because like one, because I like Capitao. Yeah. Um, but two, it's like, okay, how do you do that? How do you buff him for, like, uh, almost like, just as a thought exercise, not even necessarily specifically for Capital, but how do you buff an operator for lower level players without buffing them for pro league? What does that mean? You know? Yeah, and I don't I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, like for Capital specifically, I almost think like what if it's um take away his smoke bolts and instead give him three fire bolts? Because in Pro League, where like you're working as a team um, very well, you know, and everything with with Glass, um, smoke is very potent, and Capitao is great because his smokes get past Jaeger's ADSs. They can right. go farther. They can get into spots that you couldn't toss a smoke regularly, and so it's it's like a big help to Glass. So on specific maps, that's where you'll see Capitao be used a lot. And I, I again, we like we don't really follow Pro League, so I can't say for sure. But I don't think his Firebolt is as potent in pro league as maybe his smokes are um yeah, i could see that being the case and i can also say with surety that i never see his smokes used in like our level play no no you don't like never at all yeah it's rare that i see i it's well, okay it's rare in the first place that i see capital and then when i see him i don't think i even see his utility used ever oh, you see it because when I pick Capital, I get kills. Oh, when you, yeah, when you do it. But well, who else do you ever see pick Capital besides me? People I'm, that aren't on my I'm team. I'm like the whole, the whole pick rate of Capital is, is just you. Ryan, just, like it's just you deciding not to play Thatcher. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> that's, that's all of it. it. And every time you do get kills with with Capital every do. time. I have like probably thirty kills with that thing. That's it. Yeah. Well, I don't play that much. But like, I mean, it's it's just about like, it, you know what it's about? It's about finding where Echo is. <laughs> Him and Maestro. Yeah. Sitting there on their cams in a really stupid spot all the time. Like they're not they're really thinking. In some corner. It's like, oh, I'm going to get you. Also, right. I, we tested something interesting about Capital the other day. This is really cool. So, um, his fire goes through walls. That's what that's what we were trying to test. It does go through walls. But okay, here's what's interesting. If you shoot his fire directly at a wall, it's sort of like like almost like it's almost like the fire sort of bounces off the wall and sort of recenters itself so that the edge of the fire is touching the wall. Right. Right? Like like the the vortex of the fire sort of like bounces off and like recenters. Um but if you shoot down at like the where the wall meets the floor, so it's just like right there in the little fold or crevice or whatever you would call that, like the corner angle. Then it stays right where you shot it, and the fire will overlap over the wall, and you can kill people through walls like that. So it's super interesting. Like most people would never figure that out, right? Like most people probably wouldn't even be sure whether or not it goes through the walls. But like if you actually take the time to like test stuff with an operator, then you can learn things. Like if you if there's a specific operator you lose a lot you should really take some time to go test exactly how their gadget works and how it reacts to different situations. Because like now that I know that, like I can be way more effective with Capital to choose like if I want the if I want my bolt to be more centered in the like the small room I'm shooting it in, or if I want it to overlap through the wall. Yeah. Um Ryan has twenty seven kills with the exficiating exficiating. I, I probably have about thirty kills of that thing. Yeah, there you go. I looked it up. How many hours do I have on him? It was like nineteen. Okay. Um, um yes yeah so i mean that's just interesting that they're trying to do that and i'd be interested to see what happens with capital knowing that that's their goal it'll be interesting to see like one day in the future when they're done making operators just to see where they leave everybody like i'm excited for that day uh yeah actually i mean <laughs> I, I have more than once i have said i wish they would just stop making operators and maps <laughs> like oh just, yeah, I'm, like, I'm stop breaking my game. This is my beautiful siege. Please stop. I, yeah, I'm down. I think, and we've talked about this, but I think it's getting to a point where you get too many operators. Mm-hmm. Um, and people always say like, "Well, League of Legends has like 130 something heroes." Like, yeah, and it's too many. Yeah, it sucks. Like being a new player trying to play League of Legends is sucks. Yeah, it's practically impossible. It like, really you sucks. just have to choose one and kind of go with it, and then you don't really know what anybody else can do to you, so then it becomes very difficult. Yeah, it really does just and, suck. And, and like, speaking as somebody who knows very little about League of Legends, and I'm sure people who play League of Legends a lot and are very into it would, would agree or argue with me 100%, but like, I just don't think there's as much variance in League of Legends heroes as there are in Siege Operators. Like, Obviously there is, but I, I feel like there's more of like, okay, this fits into a mold of this kind of character and he does this thing and maybe it's faster or maybe it does more damage or like has, you know, a faster, a smaller cooldown or something. But overall, like, okay, like a, a, like a grab and pull somebody in is kind of the same ability no matter how many different heroes do it. Right. Right. And it's just like, it's just, it's a difference of how fast they can do it, how far they can do it, how often they can do it. Like, and and then like what other abilities they have to combine with it, right? And it's like, but right. overall, like it's pretty much like, oh, this is an area of an effect attack. Oh, Correct. this is like, a, this a, is slow. A this skill is... attack, like you know, like yeah. Um, League of Legends also has the store in it, and in which increases kind of that. Like you have to know more because 
certain things that you buy work with different heroes, okay. which is hard. Makes that harder to learn. But we should probably do more comparisons with games we actually play, so we can make intelligent comparisons. I mean that that is an intelligent comparison. I think so. I, I know enough about <laughs> I know enough about League of Legends League, to be able to compare it. Heroes of the Storm. I can go with that one for a little while. Uh, but yeah, I just think like it gets to a point like, and if you've been playing the game forever, like of course you're gonna want new operators. You want more exciting stuff. You want more maps, whatever. But it just gets to a point where it's like this is too much. Yeah, I, I mean. But to be honest, like I freaking love Maestro, so like I would be really sad if Maestro hadn't come along because they stopped after Dustline. But well, you wouldn't have known, so you wouldn't really be sad. It's sort of like the thing of like when should you stop having kids? And you're like, oh, I'd be sad if I didn't have the last kid I had, so maybe I should have another one. But it's like, well, if I just didn't have another one, then I would never know what I was missing. So you know, right? Most of you guys probably aren't at that stage in your lives, but I am. Are you guys going to do something about the cancer meta? This is something that we've talked about a lot. For example, Lion and some combo of Jackal, Blitz, and Dokubi. Um, I'll read their answer real fast. What you're describing is problematic for us, and we want to address it in the future. So this is, I agree, cancer meta. Yeah, let me just interrupt you for one second. I like how many of these, they have very non-committal answers. Like, oh yeah, like, oh, you're totally right. Like, this is a problem. We want to address it sometime. (laughs) <laughs> it's like yeah. i get you can't give us like your specific plans and you can't promise anything because software development's hard and you never know and timelines are tight but it's just like okay like i'd rather you just didn't answer it yeah anyway go on with your but thought i do like that they say it's problematic for them because it is a very cancerous meta at this <laughs> yes. so you got okay <laughs> lion with jackal blitz and dokumi so you have blitz which the cure for blitz as a defender is don't be one-on-one against blitz don't get surprised don't right. roam. work together position well right cure for line just stand still cure for jackal don't go anywhere during the preparation phase and cure for boat don't be a stand next to a mute jammer so they're all operators that like you don't there's no good counter to them other than things that are like silly so the counter counters. is like spend the whole prep phase standing on a mute jammer holding a nitro waiting for blitz to come at you correct <laughs> that's exactly what you should do in order to face these people and it is it's so, just so annoying like you have dokubi's phone freaking ringing that doesn't ever shut off you're being tracked by jackal and lion sings going off so you can't mm-hmm. move yeah like what are you supposed to do what what could you have done to prevent that exact thing from happening nothing right there was nothing you can do yeah and that's my big problem with these tracker operators and and the ones with the global abilities is like okay there's no counter like what like and not necessarily like, oh, there's no operator that hard counters this. Like, I don't care about that. No. I care about like, I couldn't have done anything to avoid having that happen to me. Right. Right. Like, I didn't misplay by going to like, reinforce a hatch and then Jackal saw my right. footprints. Like, it's just dumb that Jackal, that the footprints last for a minute and a half for Jackal to see. So I got Jackal recently. I think I've lost maybe one round with him and I've played a lot. Yeah. Um, I can't see my exact stats because they're not loading. I don't know if it's because I haven't played them enough. I think just the stats are broken right now is what I've been hearing, uh, seeing recently. But I wouldn't be surprised if my win-loss with him was like four point something because I have won a lot with Jackal recently. Yeah, so we actually, like, was it like the night that you got him that we started um, being cancerous? We were playing and yeah, and I was like, oh, like, yeah, let's try this cancer thing. Like, I'm kind of interested to see how it works. Um, so he was doing Jackal basically his first time playing. And I was doing Dokubi, and I've done maybe like an hour of Dokubi, maybe two. Yeah. And like, here we are just like completely dominating people. Like, 
Cav was not a problem anymore. Oh, it was actually really nice. Yeah. Because Kavera, I hate her It's been the first minute of the round just hunting down Kavera between the two of us and just completely wreck her, get her phone, and then then continue to actually attack the objective. (laughs) It's so fun. Like, with a pretty well assurance that where we're going, there's nobody around us. Yeah. So, like, it's, I mean, it's, it's silly what you can do with those guys. It is. And it it is frustrating. Like, Kavera is the only one that can, like, get out of it because she can do her little silent step and you can't find her anymore. Uh, well, anyway. then you just ring your phone. Good point. Yeah. So that's like, like, what, what can you do to avoid it? Um. All right. Let's see what we got here. So this guy says, "Hey, I'm an alibi main. I was wondering if anything would ever be done about her in regards to her ability. I'm high gold, and players barely fall for her gadget anymore. I was wondering if there were any future plans to buff her, or at least make make it so her holograms copy her cosmetics to provide variety in the hologram things. Uh, they said adding cosmetics are probably not a thing due to technical limitations. That makes sense." But changes to other operators might make her prismas more appealing. And that's what I think is interesting about um, what they're saying here about Alibi. Changes to other operators might make her prismas more appealing. What could that possibly mean? Because it doesn't sound like they're saying op- like forthcoming operators. It sounds like they're no. saying changes to existing operators. Right. And I don't, there's not at this point an operator like in specific whose gadget would directly affect Alibis. Like, other than Thatcher's EMPs. But like I don't think it's something like that. I think what really it is is just other players. Oh, like, maybe, wait, 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 hang on. Maybe it is Thatcher because like they're talking about making changes with Thatcher. Um, so their their change is going to make him the weaker. The thing is, Thatcher doesn't even destroy her her alibis, her prismas. Yeah, he just disables them. So I don't see how any change to that would be no better for alibi. And I don't think Twitch should not be able to destroy it. I think that'd be silly. I think what maybe would happen is like. You know the crosshairs on your screen, but how they turn red when you look at someone. I yeah. think that might happen over mm-hmm. alibis now. Like it might turn red, which is what it, like in Halo Four they uh, started using holograms and they looked like more real, and those would turn red when you're reticle when you're yeah. Yeah. crosshair oh, was I on. Feel, it. I feel for holograms all the time in Halo Four. Yeah, they were pretty good because um, they would move too. Yeah, so yeah, the way they would work is you would you would kind of throw it out and like for the first like where it's like spawning it would sort of have the hologram flashy thing that like uh-huh. that like alibi has when you walk through a prismas but um but then like then it would just go solid and it would just look like a person just running yeah it would have like whatever gun i think you were holding it would have that so like if you had like a sniper rifle or something then you have to show somebody running around with a sniper rifle and so it's going to draw a little bit more attention right um and and i mean like sometimes it was obvious like if it was like just running into a group of people and like completely ignoring everybody then it's obvious but like yeah. Sometimes you just see it running along and it wasn't quite so obvious and you'd shoot at it and it wouldn't reveal you or anything, but no, it'd just but, be a distraction. Yeah. And it would be it would reveal you enough to like the enemy, not like as a spot or something, but like they would see your bullets and know that okay, there's someone on that corner. Right. Um but anyway, that's I don't know what exactly they're planning with that, but it'll be interesting to see. So one thing you mentioned about a before year on this was that uh what if what if Glass what if his thermal scope highlighted prismas yeah that's right right and and that would be super detrimental to glass yes i think in a good way um yeah. and and it would be a great buff for alibi mm-hmm. i feel like yeah i think that's one operator that does have actually a gadget that could be manipulated by a prisma yeah and, and like how cool would that be it's like if the glass isn't being careful enough or he, if he thinks he sees a spawn peak and he shoots at it it's like okay well now we know where glass is outside the map mm-hmm. which can be pretty important sometimes right. um and just make him scared to feel like he's safe to keep his head poked out you know 
So this one, did you ever scrap an operator idea because the concept would be too imbalanced? They said, not for balancing. We scrap ideas if they are not fun or frustrating. When developing, we are trying to create as many levers as we can to balance an operator with numbers during our test sessions and with the pros. A good counterexample of not doing that is dot, 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 lion. (laughs) So I love this because basically it's showing and proving that they aren't happy with lion right now. Like it is kind of pissing them off. And basically what they like to, they have, they like to have other little dials like on the wall. They can like, like you were saying, turn up and down a little bit, mess with it. Yeah. And with lion or frost, which is another one that they talked about in another comment, those two, there are no dials. It's frost downs you. It's lion reveals you. Like there's no dial to turn down or anything like. I mean, online, it's like the time and everything yeah. is cool down. Like, so there's a little bit, but like overall, uh, you you can't turn down the dial on wall hacks. No. <laughs> so also, it, if uh, if they do scrap ideas that are for operators that are not fun to play, uh, how did Vigil look it in? Yeah, that's a very good question. <laughs> Throwing shade. Um, how? Like, yeah, honestly, Vigil's though. not fun. He doesn't do anything. He does cool. nothing. Yeah, he's not fun. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I guess basically just lion sucks was the point of that question. Yeah, or the point of that answer. Exactly. Um, which I mean, to be honest, like I'm, I'm kind of with everybody that like, yeah, lion kind of sucks, but it does not bother me. I don't think nearly as much as it bothers everybody else. I don't really have problems with him because and, I just again, maybe it's our level. I just stand still. <laughs> it's yeah, we're just bad, so it's just like whatever. Yeah, could be. Um. Can you guys go into detail, as long as we're online, about why Lion hasn't simply had his ability reduced to just himself rather than a global ability? The reason why is, while yes, it would be a nerf in practice, the frustration of facing him as a defender would be pretty much the same. Even if you know that only one of the attackers can see you through walls, would you try to move? The solution we are experimenting with Lion... Uh, this is, this, okay, they did not phrase this right. The solutions we're trying with Lion are meant to lower the frustration of facing him and not simply weaken him. So yeah, their point is, uh, I mean, if you look at the the stats of where Lion falls on the win rate chart, like he's not super high. He's kind of like right where he should be. The right. problem is like the perception of Lion and like what it like how frustrating it is to play against him. And it's cool to me that they've recognized that that's the problem with Lion, mm-hmm. right? They like it's it's just not fun to play against Lion. It, it ruins the flow of the game. Um, and so like they're saying having it where just you're you're revealed to just one person doesn't make it any less frustrating than being revealed to the whole team right so they're looking for a different way to handle it which like okay if we're as long as we're talking about operators are frustrating can we please do something about jackal <laughs> like, yeah he is and dokubi too yeah both of them and those i feel like the dokubi fix is easy right like yep stop, stop ringing, ringing after, after 10 seconds yeah yep and they've, they've said this and i think this is going to happen i hope so i'm excited for the next like the new patch so because we're doing this podcast after either one there the patch was officially the full patch was officially released for uh-huh. console and pc and like some of the patch notes was like it was stuff from like the other patch that was like already supposed to be in so people were like i'm confused like wasn't this already in it it's was sort like, of like half of it was half was of this it wasn't thing where they kind of like reverted some changes to to get another change in or something no, so that was on the test server i know but, but then, was it not the same because well because no. the reason they reverted on the test server was because they wanted to test a build that was coming right so this one they just there was like two parts of the patch. They did one part of the patch that fixed a bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. And then they just threw in like the new stuff with Clash in there again. That was originally in the test server. Mm. And they just did that and kept the same patch notes. So it was like the same patch notes, but it had already been rolled out on PC, just not on consoles yet. That's pretty so confusing. Anyway, that patch is out, but 
I'm excited for the next patch of like real changes. Yeah, like the have we had the mid season patch? Is that what that was? I think so. It wasn't very exciting. No, most usually the mid season patch is a lot more significant. I mean, I guess class. So it was really called had... mid season reinforcement, and is, this right. is right. This is mid season. They're getting close to having to release. Yeah, did they call it mid season reinforcements? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, interesting. Double check that, but it is October 30th, right? Like they have. Yeah, they're supposed to release their fourth operator. Their fourth right. set of operators. Yeah, well, I don't know when their seasons actually start. Do you? No, but it used to be on a year calendar, right? Yeah, I guess. But I mean, they've, they've always been off on that. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to be released in January. No, probably not. Um. Okay, next one. Uh, let's see. I think you've kind of taken all of them. Uh, let's go with this one. Will the community be getting more quality of life improvements, such as calling timeouts as some players disconnect and going to any round handicaps is pretty bad as players tend to get frustrated? They said, yeah, we agree the game needs more quality of life improvements. There are more coming in the future, but nothing to share now. Um, so first let's talk about this timeouts idea. I think it's kind of cool, although nobody's going to sit there or want to sit there and wait for a timeout while some player is trying to reconnect. Right. And I think this uh, long forever ago when there was dial-up internet on StarCraft 1 yeah. when you were playing online, uh-huh. there was a pause game button where it would pause the game for everybody. Yeah, right? and it was like thirty minutes. Is that that was that? Or it was like ten minutes. No, no, you could. And so, so this is separate than the pause. So there was like an actual like human starts a pause, and then there was like a a connection. Okay, lost see, that's the one I was talking timer. about. That one's like a thirty forty five seconds. Oh, it was only forty five seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ryan knows a lot more about. I don't always play StarCraft. Yeah. Also, one. I just forty five seconds existed. depended on like. I don't know if it was like depended on the connection or depended on like your computer but like it wasn't actually 45 seconds sometimes it went a lot slower (laughs) anyway trivia anyway this is what happened to starcraft one back in 2000 so 1998 no yeah but it happened in 2000 right okay like brood war anyway uh where am i going with this so siege now, I don't think this needs to be a thing in, like, our, like, in gold level of play, but I think in, like, the diamond matches where literally losing one player for one around can mean the game. Like, that's mm-hmm. a big thing. Yeah. I think then that would be something that's, like, more important. Yeah. If, yeah. To have some sort of pause. It's, I feel like ranked matches, while it should be the same and all from, like, copper all the way to diamond, there should be some differences. Like, I don't feel like copper players need to have a pick and ban face. I'll be completely honest. Yeah. You're, but you're I think right. Diamond does need to have pick and ban phase, and I think Diamond does need some sort of pause. Like this person lost connection, we need to make sure like pause, they're back the by the next like, round. You got to think about the experience for everybody, and like the other team, right. it's like okay, I'm sorry that one of your teammates has a garbage internet connection, or even the Ubisoft server suck. Like it happens to everybody. Kind kind of deal with it. Right. What I would like is if there was something where like the game could recognize, oh, this guy is reconnecting like right now as we speak. And then if like if the round was getting ready to start, it would it would just hold for like let's say thirty seconds, give him thirty seconds to finish his connection and get an operator and get in, spawn in for the next round, rather than like he connects just as the round's loading and then like you sit there and wait for him to load in and then he doesn't even spawn. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that is annoying. I um, think uh one thing that's also very annoying is you know how like it has that so you have your screen where you pick your operators and then it brings you to like this, like it counts down that you sit at that one screen where it has like the little time capsules and everybody where they're loading. Yep. 
why does it not start loading while you're picking your operator? Yeah, I don't know. Like, start that freaking process. Yeah. Also, another one, when you click the, like, okay, when you load up the game, you have to click, like, press any key. Then it starts connecting to Ubisoft servers. Yes. yes. Why didn't you start connecting while I was loading the game? Yeah, I don't care what that's Like, about. could that have been that hard while you're showing me graphics of NVIDIA and all this other stuff? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah that's dumb. Anyway, um, was, yeah, I mean, as far as long as we're talking about quality of life improvements, yes, please fix that stuff. Yeah, like, those two. Um, another one is like, we still need this fix. Like, fix the freaking buying menus. Like, they're so bad. They like you have to go through like seven menus just to buy an attachment. It's like so stupid. Oh, buying. Yeah, well, you don't buy attachments anymore, so I guess that's not a but thing. Like, but like buying skins and all that stuff, right. like, or or even attaching, uh, switching your attachments and all that. Like, why do you have to go through so many menus, and why are they so console? designed right like design on pc design it for a pc like i don't want to yeah. move my mouse all the way across the screen to hit this icon like just keep all my like give me a menu you know yeah give me like um, a nice like almost like clicking file menu yeah like totally and like let me go that's through normal with my for keyboard. pc i guess games. you can't go through with your keyboard but like give me hotkeys and stuff right and just be like oh one two two one or whatever you know like um and, and like we got this improved a lot when they allowed you to change your op your uh your uh, attachments and stuff like in a in match game. yeah um okay those of you who are newer can you believe this you you didn't used to be able to change the attachments that you were using in a match yeah you used to have to go so wait for that to end and then l stop matchmaking yep so you could go back to your home screen and then you could go to the operator menu yep once you started matchmaking that was it it was yeah. over if you had a red dot you were going with the red dot yep. and you couldn't change and people tried to argue that that was good because it simulated like going prepared for a swap to like Oh, yeah. No, that's dumb, first of all, because number one, we're not trying to simulate real life. We're trying to make a fun game. Number two, like, okay, you don't think SWAT shows up with a truck full of equipment and they can, like, choose, like, oh, this is actually going to be close quarters. I'm going to bring a shotgun and not my assault rifle. Yeah. Like, you're, like, you're stupid. Like, this is dumb. Like, no. There's a lot of past ideas that were very stupid in the past and now are like, oh, yeah, that should be a thing. Yeah. Like, whenever... If Ubisoft made a change today about the, let's say the sites, let's say they made all the sites have more visibility on them. You've had seasons of this before. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> a year from now, people will, if someone made the suggestion like, oh, sites should have less visibility, everybody would say, oh, that's so stupid. Yeah. But if somebody were to say today, sites should have more visibility, everyone would say, no, that's so stupid. Yeah. So it's just what you're there's, used to is what you like. There's a tendency to defend what exists um, and to, to like seek and, and build up the argument basically paint the target around the arrow right right like and can you believe it used to be like a general consensus that it was okay to not have voting in casual matches or not know your spawn location like that was good yeah like this is good this is good for now like clearly it's not good nobody yeah. likes it now it's can you great believe there was a time when we couldn't vote in casual matches <laughs> do you believe there was a time where we could <laughs> do you remember that i do remember that Close beta. it was great yeah not on a released product unfortunately no speaking of such this is my question that was answered. Yay. Balancing question between game modes. This is this is me. This is me writing this. Balancing question between game modes, colon. Casual is nothing like ranked and doesn't prepare or teach players for ranked matches. Any plans to bring the two game modes closer? Like maybe bringing spawn voting back, comma, or communicating spawn location to defenders, question mark? <laughs> Their response. We agree with you, winky face. Pretty good. So we don't know what that means. But it means they agree with you. They agree with me. And I have been saying this for a very long time. Um, Three literally years. since uh, before the game was released. Yeah. 
when they did the technical test and that mm-hmm. was what like sometime in november right it was like a weekend they did a technical test voting was out and we were like what the f like we right. broke our game i think open beta had the voting removed already yeah and i was not happy and yeah we uh we wrote some reddit posts and all this stuff and then at one point i made a video about why voting should be in casual it's a very good video thank you i think more people should think we that. should uh <laughs> do you still have that base video on your computer well even if you don't you can redownload it from yeah, youtube and then upload it to reddit like just to reddit yeah, it would be interesting to see what it could uh, get. Because, okay, I'll be honest. When you upload, if you're trying to get, it depends what your motive is when using Reddit. If you're trying to use it to, like, get karma <laughs> or if you're trying Reddit to use Reddit pro it... strats, right? Here yes. we go. We need, like, a, a, a Chris's, like, guidelines for Reddit, posting on Reddit. Like, Reddit tip moment every I will, episode. yeah. So I'll give you your three guidelines for Reddit posting. One, the time you post is essential, depending on what you're talking about. Two... Like, for example, stupid memes, middle of the night is a great time to post that crap. Discussion, great time to post it in the morning. Also, the title of your post, did I say that? Title of your post. And then third. Title matters. Like, there's been a few that I've, I've posted and, like, got no traction. So then I just deleted it and reposted it with a better title. Right. And, like, hey, I got 700 upvotes on that yeah. thing. Yeah. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So when you post on Reddit, if your goal is to, like, have people go to your YouTube channel, then sure, link, your, you link it straight to YouTube. But only once every 10 posts because... Right, because it's not allowed. Um, but know that that is not going to get as many clicks as it will if it's, if it's just on Reddit. Reddit. Yep. If it's right on Reddit, people are much more likely to watch it, upload it, and see it. But when it links them to YouTube, doesn't happen. So I just think we should uh, resubmit that. Yeah, I, I would be really interested to see like what the how reaction it does. Is on it because, because it didn't get a lot of traction the first time around. No. Although like the tail of it just like being on youtube it's actually like consistently continuing to get more views and like comments and stuff mm-hmm. and so it's interesting now that the community's like turned heel on that it'd be cool to see what they Great. thought to know in the end we were right the whole time and, well i knew I, i've known i was i mean the whole reason we started this podcast is because we know we're right about everything and like right. nobody, nobody can actually argue with us because it's just us <laughs> right and exactly. nobody's listening so we're going to sit here and spew forth all, all our truth and not have to defend it um Let's blow through the last bit of these real quick. What amount of time and effort goes into creating operators and allowing previous operators to service counters? Is it from start to launch? It takes nine months to create an operator. And I just thought that was interesting because it's like, that means they're working on year two, year, year four, season two operators as we speak, like at least in a concept phase. Yeah. And the next, the next two operators are probably finished. Like relatively, right? Mm-hmm. And the ones after that are probably in a playable state. Yeah. This also means that they had <laughs> Lion in working for nine months and didn't realize this is a bad nine idea. Months. They literally went through a full gestation period with Lion and <laughs> and did <Yes>. not abort. <laughs> like, what were they doing? Abort! 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 Nine months, a full pregnancy. Nine months for a lion and didn't ever think, like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do this. Then they went with it and thought, oh, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Big mistake. Should have never had that one. Should have used protection. Uh, what do you plan to do with DMRs? It's hard in Siege to have weapons that compete with automatic weapons due to the one-shot headshot mechanic, but we are trying. So basically, we don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, yeah, I think DMRs are pretty hard to balance in this kind of game. Yeah. And that's why they have problems with glass, right? Yeah. Because it's just the game's not suited for that kind of play. 
Um, last one, why do all the new ops feel so OP? Is it intentional? And if you're not the guys who balance before release, what do you look for, look at for ideas? How do you come up with fixes? And how long do you do you rest before the test servers do you test before the test server is updated? Thank you for your response. They said we don't feel all operators that come out are too OP. A good example of that is Parabellum. That's uh, Alibi and Maestro, which right. haven't had really any changes. They've they've been great. Yeah. Moreover, sometimes OP is tricky because, as you can see from the graph, neither Clash or Maverick are that dominant. Sometimes it's about making them more interesting to play against or with. Which, again, if you're trying to make them more interesting to play, let a Vigil get into this game. <laughs> I have I, I I I don't know. I'll just shade on Vigil this episode. Um. Yeah, like I think they looking at their data, Clash and Maverick aren't OP. So, if, like number one community, like. Get your panties out of a bunch, like chill. And two, like it's just, it's just, you can't tell until the community gets a hold of it, right? Yeah. Like, you just can't anticipate what millions of players are going to do with what you created and you tested with a hundred people. Yeah. Once you put a million minds together, people come up with the craziest crap. Right. Um. Yeah. So. It, it's tricky. And, and what was that? Uh, this is tangent. What was that show you were talking about? Um, we were having this discussion on Discord like a month ago, where like there was some movie, where, like the whole key of the movie was to go back like five minutes in a video game, was to go backwards oh, or whatever. Yeah. Um, Ready Player One. So Ready Player One is a great book. It's an okay movie. The problem with with the movie, like the well, there's 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 a lot of problems. But like the first thing that like really really irked me. Was that just okay? You probably don't. For those of you who don't know, the premise of Ready Player One is it's basically like in the in a dystopian future where like VR is like a, a real real thing where like it's not just VR games like today, but like you can live in this in this virtual world. And so, um, basically, that's what people do, right? Like they they do whatever it takes to make a living during the day, and then they go live in the VR world. And some people even like they work in the VR world. So like the whole thing is like the world is based around this VR world. Um, and so there's there's this whole like treasure hunt thing that's kind of the central point of the story. But at the like the first challenge of this treasure hunt is this race, right? This car race. And so um, the the race is super tough. You can't make it to the end. There's all these monsters that'll kill you and all this stuff. And then after years and years and years, spoilers incoming. After years and years and years of people trying to to finish this race, this one kid finally figures out oh, you have to go backward from the start. That's the solution. And it's like, okay, you're really trying to sell me on the premise that in a world full of gamers, people who like live their life in a video game, nobody thought to go backward. What's the first thing you do when you start a Mario game? You go left. You don't go right. <laughs> What's the first thing you do when you played Limbo? You went left and you got that egg and then you went right and played the game. Like, this is stupid. Don't try to act like this thing could exist for years without anybody going backward. Yeah, no way. Real life, that would have been found out within five minutes here? of a video game. How did we get here? What are we, what are we talking so about? So my point with that was the whole million people thing. We put a million yeah. people together, they make up the craziest stuff to do. Right. That and you never even think of. Yeah. Like, you try to hide Easter eggs in video games and people freaking find them. Yeah. Like, how do you find stuff like that? I guarantee that? you the photon cannon rush was not a thing that the StarCraft developers envisioned or anticipated. No. Like, no. that was a thing that people figured out and did it. And like, hey, well, that's actually kind of silly, stupid. 
<laughs> but Works. it's a legitimate strategy. Okay, so um, that's most of the big stuff from the AMA. There, there's other stuff in there that we skipped over. So if you really want to, you can go through and read it. Um, we did want to just go through just like just brief one-liners of like qu- uh, things they answered about questions about other operators um, and stuff. So they did mention we do want to rework stun grenades in the future. That's interesting. Uh, Lion is definitely on the rework roadmap. We talked about Lion a little bit already. Fuse, we need to rework his gadget and we want to do a full pass at some point. It's very risky and not reliable to use his gadget most of the time. Also, his kit is not great at the moment. and We want to change that. That almost sounds like they're looking at him as like a castle or a Tachanka with like kind of a full rework type of thing. Yeah. Although I really think Fuse is not that bad. You know? I don't think he's awful, but his gadget is so loud. Yeah, it is. And, and it's risky, but like, but if you can get it off, a lot of times it can be so good that I think that balances it out. Yeah. Smoke. Uh, we have plans to make his smokes more consistent, uh, although we don't really want them to be as concealing as a regular smoke grenades, which is good. I think that they shouldn't be because they do damage. Um, but there is a lot of inconsistency there. Yeah. The problem with smoke is, like, you can't, like with Legion, you can throw out all of his mines. With Ella, you can throw out all three of her grismots. Grismots. With smoke, you can only throw out one. And mm-hmm. then you have to detonate it to throw another one. So if you put one like a good spot, and then all of a sudden you need your other one like right away, you have to blow up that one that's in a good spot. Your team might be there. Like, you don't know. You're not looking. Right. And then you have to throw your other one to detonate that one. And so it just kind of right. sucks. Like, you have three of these things, but you can really only use one at a time, which is fine in a way, but yeah. it's just kind of frustrating. I think it wouldn't be that hard to make some kind of um, interface on the HUD where you could cycle through the three that you have deployed right like we have stuff like that with cameras and everything i think they could do that so that would be cool uh finca we want to address finca but she's not a super high priority i think finca is actually in a pretty good spot yeah um thatcher rework it impacts many systems which is why it takes so long that makes a lot of sense anything you do to thatcher that affects half of the defenders yeah right so it has to be thoroughly tested and you really have to think about it yeah castle still in the pipeline but low priority Again, sad. I'm surprised and sad about that and Tachanka, but I guess, again, their their priority is bringing people who are overpowered down to the right level than uh, fixing people who are underpowered. Correct. Kavera, we've tried a couple of crazy things for Cav, but they are on hold right now because we think she's in a good spot. What crazy things are yeah, they trying I for Yeah, I have Cav? no idea, but I am very interested to know. Yeah, me too. Lord, nothing specific at this time, but we haven't forgotten the Lord. Very impressed with them on one of the posts that they did, like the little, how's that called? Like the the little, chunk uh, text. Yeah. Salute. Art. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I'm impressed. Um, also, I wanted to bring, I think we talked a little bit about Glaz and how they would uh, adjust him on the last episode, right? Because they were talking about how they wanted to make him less of a pusher. Right. So I was playing the other day and I thought like, what if he couldn't really see through smokes anymore. Like the thermal would work, but you can't just like see through the smoke with your thermal. Yeah. Does that makes sense. So like yes. the, the operators will still be highlighted, but you can't like see the room. You can't see perfectly through it. Right. Because that doesn't make sense. Right. That's not how thermal works. I don't think. Yeah. I'm thinking I, about I, it. I mean, and I, kid, the, the thing is my knowledge on this is what I've seen in movies. And so as I'm thinking about, it, I'm trying to think, what have I seen in a movie where it does yeah. that? Because I don't know. My, my dirty little secret, I've never actually used thermal goggles. <laughs> so. um, I'm not sure how they work, but I do not 
think it does not make sense to me. No, no, you don't see through stuff with thermal. You it see, make sense. especially because it seems like the smoke would be heated. Right. Um, you also obviously you don't see things as clearly as like his thermal scope lights up anything bright gold and perfect. Oh, right. Like obviously it doesn't work, but like obviously we're not we don't care about that. But I don't think he should be able to see through smoke. That's actually a good point. Yeah, and I think that would that would be a really effective way of making him a less yes. effective pusher because you'd be bumping into things. Like, I mean, there'd be good players who would be able to work around it. Wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, and at you all. would know like where your stuff is, but it would help significantly to not know like oh. And if you get turned around and you get lost in the smoke, like, well, sorry, yeah, like you're lost in the smoke. What do you do? You, you tried to push his glass. Yeah. So, like, I think that might be an effective way to yeah. to handle that. It's interesting. Okay, let's move on to some regular Reddit posts, and then we will do uh, Twitter questions, and then we will close this out. I should have mentioned the beginning of the episode. Don't forget to join um, the new Discord server, guys. Uh, hopefully, we've already got some people on there. I haven't actually looked today, but we, the episode's been published. Yeah, so there, I think I've like got three people joined. Oh, nice. We still got to kind of finish setting it up. Like we have some channels in there and stuff, but we don't have any like welcome message or anything. So, right. Um. So real quick, uh, one person, Fage, F-E-I-J, posted, okay, let me just throw out, Reddit is too small to read when your laptop is like a microphone's distance away from you. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to read like little names. Um, He posted, allow Castle to roll out his armor panels as a carpet to deny vertical play. Hire me, Ubi. Which, um, pretty sure we talked about that, like, several days before he posted this on the last episode of Unrenowned, so actually don't hire him, hire Sh- Shika, Will Shikabob. Will Shikabob. Hire Will Shikabob, because he had that exact same idea first. Okay, now here's my real white post. Um, This guy is JSL8 on Reddit. Operator ideas that could change current strategies. Bastille is his operator idea. So he actually called us out on... Uh, on his post, which is cool. He said, Hey guys, I was listening to the unrenowned podcast this past weekend on op ideas. They had some great ideas, but I noticed that most of them were variants on ways to expose or hide player location, uh, sound whoring cameras tagging with the exception of the EMP idea. So first of all, um, we were actively trying to avoid ideas with the spotting and stuff. And we were, right. we were trying to find ideas of like to suppress the spotting because we think that's a problem, which is where the EMP idea came from. Right. But, uh, I think he's not giving us quite enough credit here because we did have uh, like Warden, who was like the chains. That has nothing to do with spotting anybody, although there would be sound associated with it, but that's with yeah. all gadgets, pretty much. Uh, we had uh, the guy with the decoy um, defender gadgets, right? right? We had Shrapnel, the guy had, that shot the freaking... Yeah, Shrapnel for sure. I, I think the really only think... one that we had with like spotting was the guy with the motion sensor. Yeah, we had Oracle, but that's just that's really playing into Valkyrie. existing cameras. That's not yeah. like uh, additional spotting or anything right. like that. Um, so give us a little bit more credit, JSL. Also, I really the more I think about it, I think Shrapnel is an amazing idea. He should exist. Yeah, he'd be pretty this, cool. Just the ability to just like blow this like huge, just bunch of shrapnel through a soft wall and just obliterate whatever's on the other side. Yeah. That sounds amazing. That'd be fun. Um, okay, so anyway, um, he so he wanted to think about ideas that would that would um, inspire new ways to approach attack and defense strategy rather than focusing on variants of spotting, hiding gadgets. Um, and he came up with Bastion. So basically, Bastion has like an extendable fence um, that uh, he says he's saying he have like three panels. 
um, like a three panel fence. He would get two of them and he could like sort of deploy them in a room and um, just basically kind of reshape an objective or a room, right? Like he's putting up new walls. And so it sort of like changes the flow of how that plays. It's a little bit like what you kind of try to do with deployable shields, Mm -hmm. but just at a, at a um, greater level. Right. And so he's saying that it would be slightly curved. um, So sort of kind of like a, you know, a little bit of like a, what do they call those? The like concave. Yeah, I guess I I was trying to think like the pillbox uh, bunkers. Right on in like World War Two, or whatever. Basically, just like a little bunker, right? That like kind of has a curve to it, so you can whatever. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm having a very tough time describing this. Um, he says it would be like slightly below head height, so that you could see over it, but like you could crouch behind it. Um, and then here's why I disagree with him. He's saying it would be destroyed within eight to ten bullets or two or three melee hits, but it can't be vaulted. Um, and then obviously explosion to take it out. So I think like eight to 10 bullets, that basically means it's useless. Right. That's less than a barricade. Right. So if, if we're going to have this thing in, it's got to be like a castle, right? Yeah. Like you can't destroy it with bullets. You can destroy it with explosives. Yeah. Um, what else? I think that it would be a very cool idea and would create like, it's kind of like a second echo. Like you wait too long and it's like, well, now you're in a real pickle because there's a wall right there that you can't get over. Right. Like, I think it'd be super interesting. It would bring a whole new strategy into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I would almost say though, I think it should be above head height. Like you should be able to completely run um, behind it and be safe. Um, and then maybe if it had like slits that you could shoot through or maybe if you even had like um, little slits that you would open and close. You know That'd what I mean? Like, like on doors, like in the movies where they like open uh, yeah, it to ask who it is or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, that'd be kind of cool. If, or, or like, maybe it's just like a, something you could like slide up or like, you know, something that you could sort of control whether or not there's visibility from one Man, side or the other. I'm not ever scared of like having the eyes poked out. <laughs> like, you open it like, who is it? <laughs> they just sure like stab you in the eye. Happens. There's gotta be a movie where that happens. Oh. Um, I'm sure. And then like, I think it'd be kind of cool if you could vault over it. He didn't want you to be able to, but like if it was like really tall and you could vault over it, but you had to like reach up above your head, pull yourself up over. And so like that way it's not like completely shutting you off, but if you want to go over it, you're going to really put yourself out there. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, they have to make sure you wouldn't be able to stand on top of it because then you can get into weird places that you shouldn't be able to get. But like, just you vault over it and you fall immediately down, and your gun does not come out until you hit the ground. Like, you can't just vault over that and start shooting people. I think it'd be interesting to like. You could use it too as like with frost or lesion goos. Like, you can uh-huh. put them in certain places and it. force them to try to kind of go that way. Right. Um, the one problem I see with it is I don't think there are a lot of objective rooms that are big enough to really make it work i guess depending on how big the gadget is right but i'm i'm kind of picturing it as um pretty large uh so yeah i guess it's it would just be hard to make it work in certain objectives or whatever so it might not be useful everywhere. but then other things aren't useful everywhere so i guess that's fine yeah uh but good idea uh, i like that jsl8 okay what do you got so my post is from Milo Williams, or his gamer tag is the Milo You Know. 
and his post, and we talked about this a little bit already, but probably a pretty weird opinion, but I'd like, I'd really like to see maps get added that are normal places with anyone else. So, yeah, so he says, I was trying to think why I love maps like House and Plain, despite them being extremely unbalanced, and I think it's not, I think it's because I already have a tiny sense of familiarity with them. I've been on a plane many times, they're not as fancy, and House is a pretty standard looking house. So he wants basically maps that are less exotic. So wait, he hasn't been on Air Force One? No, doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Uh, Like less exotic map locations, like skyscrapers, freaking in a weird place, towers, freaking weird coastlines, weird. Yeah. Like villas, weird. It's like we just... Favela. Yeah. Favela. I mean, who builds buildings out of cardboard? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Freaking favelas. Uh, they should do. They should do um, one where you're like ant size. That would be just little guys fun. in a big world. That'd be really fun. That'd be really cool. They should just do house. They should seriously do house where you're like ant size. They could do like, and they could like box it off so you'd have like, you'd have your objective room, and that would pretty much be the whole map. So like kitchen, <laughs> kitchen would be like the whole map, but you're like ant size. <laughs> They'd have to add a bunch more stuff in it, but it'd be really funny. Counter-Strike had a map like this, where, like, you were ant size, and you'd, like, a rat size, I guess, and you'd, like, run around. Ant size is probably too small. Maybe, like, mouse size, right? Yeah. But, like, little guys in a big world, that, like, that's prime gaming right there. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Anyway, he wants to see stuff like Office Park. Um, oh, I didn't even read that part of his post. That's funny. Is like an office park, a two to three level map with a simple design. Think Dunder Mifflin, bottom floor warehouse, second oh, nice. floor lobby, coffee shop offices, third floor covered in cubicles, break room, and smaller offices. Uh, a mall, casino, hotel, supermarket. Basically just basic, your basic thing. Like yeah. where you don't have to play the map to be able to say, this guy's in the deli, right? Like right. you just know where, what that right. is. Yeah, because you're in a grocery store, you see a deli, and you know what it's called. You don't have to be like uh console office i think oh no wait sorry v- no so sorry I, admin office okay he's an admin office it's like how am i supposed to remember what all these offices are yeah called? admin office visa office console office it's like and i actually do know those ones because consulate yeah bay but um what's the party room oh see i don't know what the party room is actually conference room maybe the where that objective is um on bomb where it's, it's got like the the like disco light or whatever yeah, we just call turned it. over table yeah we call it party room because it's party but I think it's actually like conference room. Anyway, uh, yes, something. Seeing a new map that has easy callouts. Yeah, just a, just familiar. your basic building, right? Like something that right. you know, right? Because that's what's great about house, right? Is it like when you're in house and somebody's in the kitchen? He's in the kitchen. Yeah, and like it, it, there's no question. That, like you don't have to think about it. Anybody right. can call that out, and that's what makes house fun on day one for for new players, right? And yeah. that's that's why the closed beta was so successful, because like house is just so familiar he's in the master bedroom like it's easy the first time you go in there you can tell this is the master bedroom yeah like that that, it's cool it's relatable more house just give me like a another version of house yeah chalet is basically house just v2 yeah like well yeah chalet's problem is that it has a lot of rooms that are less identifiable right like the library the I mean, Shelly's actually pretty good um, as far as that goes. Yeah. But, I mean, I'd say Shelly's like probably right around the middle of the pack as far as maps go. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but it, it has that similar, like, you know kind of where you are. It's not like 
don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I would, I agree with him completely. I would like to see a map that's just uh, some recognizable building. Yeah. We, we got to do a um, map ideas cast one of these days. I've got at least one or two good ones. Okay. So are we ready to move on to Twitter questions? Oh, yes. Okay. So these people tweeted us at R6 Unrenowned. Um, again, going forward, we're going to try to centralize our uh, questions and basically all of our communication with the community inside of the discord. It's just like an easier way to sort of centralize it and like keep everybody participating in the loop and all that stuff. But I mean, if you want to continue tweeting at us, we'll, we'll keep reading these. So this is great. Um, so at will she the same guy who had the idea for the operator that has the spray that basically acts like castle on the floor. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, he tweeted us back about that same guy. So he said, okay, so I've given my operator just some more thought and took your guys' opinions into account and thought of this. So this operator still has his or her spray, but it acts as a full reinforcement and has a fuel gauge like Maverick. It can be blowtorched, thermited, and hibonad. It can be put on floors, walls, and hatches. It can counter Maverick by plugging up his holes. Um, cool. A cool way to use this spray would be forcing attackers to crouch or even block an entire doorway. It would have it would have limited fuel, so it can't cover much, but it covers enough to make it balanced. Also, also, it's Will She Kebab to pronounce his name. Love your guys' podcasts. So thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah, I like this idea better than the first one. Yes, reinforced floor panels, basically. Um, the the one thing is, I still I think it's still situational. There's only a certain number of objectives or maps where like the floors and ceilings are really part of the game. Right. Um, so, but he did bring up like putting it on doorways, which is pretty interesting, like reinforcing a doorway. What do you think about that? I like that idea. I like it. Like, <laughs> like I, it's almost like I want to like it more than I think that I do because like, I just wonder, like, how, how, like, is that just going to break it? Where, like, once you kill Thermite, then you just seal up doors, and now, like, they can't get in at all anymore? I mean, yeah, like, how many can you do? Like, see, this is, this should just be Castle. Castle should just, okay, we have Thermite, Habana, and Maverick now. Like, th mm -hmm. that's three hard breachers mm -hmm. that you can have on your team. Mm -hmm. If Castle's barricades all of a sudden were only breachable by hard reinforcements hard breachers mm -hmm. so one of those three like what would that do you know his his thing would have to extend to the floor so you couldn't shoot their feet while thermite's putting on a charge uh but i think that'd be interesting yeah just to see what would happen well yeah i mean they talk about thatcher's gadget being um binary right and i think there's a lot of operators that you could make that same argument but like isn't that the same with thermite? Like when you're on when you're attacking constantly garage, is there any other option than to breach garage? And so if the other option was, well, castle sealed up the stair door, and if you want to put pressure on the stair door, thermite's gonna have to open it. Like, that's kinda interesting, I think. Yeah. And it makes thermite of a player that's more like you cannot die. Right. Like in the closed beta, we refer to this a lot. But when you were thermite in the closed beta, that was the oh, only yeah. Hard breacher. You did not die as thermite. You did well, not I mean, die as switch. Well, that was the same as Shil came out. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, but it was more of a problem in the closed beta because it was Hereford, House, and Consulate, and frequently the garage was picked right. as the one to attack. Right. 
and that well hard breaching on all of those maps is pretty essential i feel yeah. like and so like because of that thermite had to stay alive and if you got if thermite died at the beginning like that sucked like, yeah that's it that really sucked that's over and so like it would make thermite more of a player that's like you don't die as you don't get yourself killed as thermite you be careful yeah. Stay alive, work with your team, open yeah. the freaking doors they need, and then you can go get yourself killed. Yeah. Um, I'm almost thinking if, like, if this operator would sort of combo with Thatcher. So, like, or not Thatcher, uh, Castle. I was like, wait. So, like, Castle does it, like, Castle works like Castle works, and then yeah. this operator can come and, like, spray reinforcement, basically, on Castle's barricades. Like, it wouldn't work on barricades because they're go. too light or something. But on Castle, Castles can hold it up, and so now you can, like, full barricade, full reinforce, like, regular that doors. That would be interesting. That would be cool. Um, now, obviously, that can't be his only utility because then he's bad. Right. Um, but, I mean, it, also, if he could seal up Maverick's holes, like, that could be pretty cool. Um, like he's saying, right? And, like, I actually, I actually think this operator could be cool if it was done right. Like, just, mm-hmm. like, more choice on where to put, like, reinforced type of Almost like with the professional floor. development team that Depends their job balancing operators. Yeah, we should get one of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. Um, oh, well, thank you. Uh, at Zachly YT said, just wanted to say I've been liking the podcast. Keep up with the good work. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, oh, here he is again. He has another question. Quick question. I play a lot of Jackal. What's your opinion on the C7E? So Chris just got Jackal. Um, I I haven't played a lot of Jackal, so like, like it's hard to have a, like a really good opinion on it. Like mm-hmm. I think the C70 is a good assault rifle. Yes, from what I've used, it is. It is very stable. It has a good rate of fire. The only problem is his other option is better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. however, <laughs> the PDW is it's very amazing. good. So I do my opinion on his assault rifles. It's very good. It probably, I'd say, top sixtieth percentile of. I would put it with sledges. Uh, yeah yeah right around there pretty dang good for assault rifles yeah but the pdw is it's freaking better. amazing it's so steady the high rate of fire like it has I a think, very large clip yeah like so so i I played jackal more over the past couple of weeks trying to like just sort of get an opinion on the c70 and like i played it a lot and i was like okay well yeah it seems good and i was like well, let me give his other weapons a try just so i can have something to compare it against and then like the first round i played the pdw i was like Oh, I don't think I can really care about the C70 yeah. anymore. <laughs> like this thing is really good. Yeah, it's very good. So that's my only problem with it is he has another option that's better. Yeah. So if not at least just as good. Yeah. So a great gun, I think. C70. Yeah, great I gun. love. I love the gun. But PDW maybe better. Very good. Um, and then he also said, also I really like the spotlight idea. I think it's pretty helpful. So cool. Thank you for your feedback on that. As a lot of you guys gave feedback on the spotlight idea. Um, and I think it was all positive. I didn't see anybody say they didn't like it. So. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll keep that up. Should we do one today? Oh, <laughs> we're only we're only like an hour and a half into the uh, second re-recorded half. This of is an hour and a half existing podcast. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. Um, at Steel Switch uh, again with the question. Good job, dude. Uh, how much do you want to bet Steel Switch is in our Discord already? I can check right now. He's not. Okay. Oh, really? Well, I guess we don't know if he has the same name. So, um, Do you think if Mira had the ability to place a mirror on a breachable floor, would that be beneficial? Um, 
I think generally speaking, I'd say it wouldn't be that great. There's probably certain spots where it could be pretty good. Um, like like above the um, the back stair door uh, and in the, into the basement of house. I think that'd be a good spot for it. Yeah. Um, I guess my opinion would be like I'm not sure how beneficial it would be, but I don't see any problem with it. So like, why not? Right. Like give give players give her more... the ability to do it. But... Yeah, I think the more you give players like rope to to work with, like the more cool things they can do. Yeah. So I say go for it. Yeah. I don't see why it would it would not be a problem in any way. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't think it would be very helpful in a lot of circumstances, but yeah. Sure. Um I'm starting to see the problem of reading people's names from Twitter. <laughs> At gay for Kane says uh, I'm not sure what that's referencing, but cool. First off, love the podcast. Also love the in-depth operator overview idea. Thank you. Also question for the pod, if there's going to be a new op release to counter Maverick directly, what would you guys guess has our primary gadget to be? The so, Maverick? Yeah, counter Maverick directly. Shoot him in the face. <laughs> a gun. A gun pointed at the hole he just made. Um, I think the the first thing I would say, which I think we've already kind of made clear, is that I don't really think Maverick needs number one a nerf or two like a direct counter. Like I don't, I don't think every operator needs a direct counter. Most don't have one. Yeah. Right. Like, what's Glass as a direct counter? There's none. No. I mean, I mean, Clash, I guess, is like what what that is becoming in a way. But like, what's Thatcher's direct counter? There is none. You know, like most operators don't have a direct counter and I don't really think it's necessary. And I don't think, I don't think that's what we want Siege to become where it's like, okay, Siege has boiled down to the pick and ban phase and it's like, oh, well, they picked this operator. So we have to pick this operator. They picked operator C. So we have to pick operator D, you know, like that becomes very uninteresting very quickly, I think. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the answer to the question, what would the gadget be if there was a direct counter? I don't know. What do you think? Some it would be it would have to be somebody that could just like I mean kind of like our uh, the Wilshi kebab something that just like re reinforces the wall yeah like is, is it just deployable shields you put <laughs> deployable shields in front of his holes and there you go a counter <laughs> it would be something it would what have if, to be something like if, that what if you just what if like so like on like Chalet Garage this is just a great example from Maverick I feel like Chalet Garage what if you reinforce the thing and then you just put deployable shields right behind it on like two or three deployable shields. And then it's like, okay, now if he's going to try to peek us, he's got to do it at head height or like he can't do the, the crouch thing. That'd be interesting. That'd be kind of funny. Um, okay. Last one, I think this is at Swolzy. Um, again about Maverick. He says, here's basically his Maverick fix. In regards to the Mav-, Mav issue, I have an idea for a solution. The issue is Mav was intended to be stealthy but it worked too well. So the alternative given by most people is to increase torch sound even more again. The issue with increasing the sound to a very noticeable level is that now you're left with Mav making a hole that defenders can easily be able to target, leaving Mav exposed on the other side, holding a torch unable to fire. My solution is go the opposite direction, forget the stealth, give the torch a welding arc crackling sound in conjunction with a welding arc flash of blinding light while the torch is activated. Limit the flash so that it only affects you if you're looking at that area and it only obscures a recruit shield-sized area of flash. Win-win, defenders know when and where the torch is being used, like a thermite charge, and Mav isn't instantly targeted and shot. So basically, Mav's thing is very bright, and if you're looking at the hole, then you get 
sort of blinded at that vision cone. Right. Uh, I don't know if that helps anybody. Because it think, doesn't help Maverick. Yeah, I think like Maverick when he does that, you're blind. You like you're blinded at the spot on your eye. You just shoot at that spot. Right. Right. And he's just made a bunch of noise. Yeah. I think he's fine. Honestly. Yeah, I like I him as a stealthy operator. He just needs a visual cue. Of, it should be bright. We've been over this. There should be some sort of visual cue that he is doing what he's doing. Right. Not not super obvious, I don't think. I think it should be like pretty um subtle. But it should it should like, definitely more bright than it is now. in that direction, you should notice. Yes. Um and like so one thing I I think it was Get Flanked that was saying this is like his impression is that the the sound of Maverick is just glitched where sometimes it's quieter than it's supposed to be. Yeah. And he, I know sound works kind of strange in Siege, you know, like they've engineered a very specific way that a sound works yeah. so that it is sort of more realistic or more right. dependable. Right. But I think in some cases that causes kind of like unpredictable or or at least um unintuitive right. um ways. And so I don't know if that's part of it, but just like get flanked to saying like i think if the sound was just consistently at the correct level then i don't think there'd be a problem and i i'm gonna defer to his judgment because i think he plays a lot more siege than mm-hmm. i do um and i'm gonna say that's probably right yeah and i i, I don't even know what that because i wonder how often does that happen where really yeah, I don't know. his sound is less than it should be right mm-hmm. but but i mean I, I like him as stealthy i think that's that's a interesting mechanic that doesn't really exist otherwise right is he a speed one three uh, I think so. I'm um, yeah, like pretty sure. A speed two. I think he's at three speed. Yeah, being, him being at two speed might actually be a good way to chill him out a little bit. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, I mean, he has great guns. He has a a pretty sick gadget, and then like three speed. Obviously, that that's like the that's just the cherry on top for any mm-hmm. operator, right? Yep. Like three speeds, freaking amazing. But. Anyway, okay, I think that's it for Twitter. Anything else you want to bring up on this super long, already second half? <laughs> no, just uh, if you haven't already, leave a review on iTunes. Give us yeah, a five-star review. We have five, 19 we, we now. We don't take uh, anything less than five-star reviews. So if you're going to do that, just uh, just don't, don't do bother. It. Um, it won't even accept it. It'll actually just throw an error and uh, not found. tell you where to stick it. Um, but yeah, please do. And to, I mean, in all seriousness, I, uh, iTunes reviews are are beneficial to the podcast being exposed. Also, please join the Discord. Like, we super want to like play with you guys and like just have more discussions with you guys and like be able to sort of have this be more of a two way conversation and stuff. And you can tell us why we're wrong because as it is right now, this is all truth because nobody's arguing with us, so it has to be right. Right, right. So, um, okay, find that link um in the show notes. Also, I will tweet it out and. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Let's go play some Siege. 